Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. You are hanging out with me, Elizabeth Benton. And today, we are going to be talking about something I have not yet talked about here on the podcast, and that is what happens physically after you overeat or binge. And I'm not talking about the psychological side of things, which we talk about a lot. I'm not talking about disappointment or guilt. I am talking about the physical response, the metabolic response, the hormonal response to whatever you want to call it, a cheat day, a binge, overdoing it, whatever that is, just having one of those days or a series of days when you go overboard, when you know that you've eaten far more than you needed to, what happens to your body? I know that a lot of people feel like, eh, you know, whatever, I'll just be super on point tomorrow and everything will be fine. And part of, you know, part of it is, yeah, you you will be fine. Nothing really bad is going to happen. You're probably not going to put on five pounds of fat overnight. But the other side of it is, It is not as simple as saying, oh, I ate too much, I'm back on point. There are metabolic consequences. There is an insulin reaction that doesn't just poof, go away as soon as you stop eating. You do suppress your body's ability to burn fat for days afterwards. And those are the kinds of things that I want everybody to really understand today because When we really understand something, when we understand what happens physically, sometimes that's enough to give us pause in those moments when we can break through from the notion of, oh, it'll be fine as long as I'm just like really on point the next day. And there's kind of two different approaches to this. And some people take both approaches and some people are one versus the other. Some people will convince themselves that a binge or a cheat day is really good for you. And I'm sorry, I think that is really overstated, right? The people who say, I need to reset my metabolism by eating seven Pop-Tarts, um, no, I'm sorry. I wish that were the case. It would be really, really lovely. We have to think about it from the common sense perspective. How much sense does that make? Is it really what is required for optimal health that you go bananas with your food? Do you think that our Paleolithic ancestors thought, well, I've had nothing but plants and berries and meat, so I'd better go find some cupcakes because, you know, if I don't, my body's going to be stuck. Blah. That is not real. If your goal, if you are listening to this right now and your goal is fat loss, then the reality of the situation is 
while you might see a slight increase in your metabolic rate right after overeating, it is not so significant that it provides a benefit to your body. The benefit of quote-unquote shocking your system is not significant enough to overcome the negative impact. So there are two different groups. There are the people who convince themselves that overeating and eating crazy quantities of food provides a benefit, but there's also the people who know that it's not ideal, who know that they don't want to be binging, they don't want to be emotional eating, but they're going overboard anyway too often and they don't know how to stop. So for the people in the first camp, and I'm not talking about an individual who consistently eats a ketogenic diet and every once in a while they have a serving of sweet potato or a serving of oats to replace muscle glycogen. That's not what I'm talking about. We don't need to justify overeating, number one. And number two, we need to understand that we're not just back to ground zero the next day when we wake up because it's a new day. That is not real. I want to help you understand your body's reaction to these things. So when you overeat, your body goes into storage mode, right? You've given your body more fuel than it needs at that moment, right? That makes your body get the signal, hey, we have more than enough. So we have to store this someplace, It is not, oh, well, it's a new day, so we are back at ground zero. Chances are you are not. If you are overweight, you are definitely not just blank slate the next morning. Psychologically, can you have a blank slate? Yes, absolutely. But physiologically, it is a different story. So let's break this down. Let's look at this a little bit more carefully. Let's say that you overeat. You overconsume. You have all the cookies and all the ice cream, or you drink all the wine. You have the bread basket before dinner, and then you have your dinner, and then you figure, oh, well, I blew it, so I might as well have dessert as well. Pick your scenario. The scenario isn't quite as relevant as your body's response to overeating. When we do this, our blood sugar skyrockets because remember, that the increase in blood sugar is related to both what you eat, right? Carbohydrates increase your blood sugar more than protein, more than fat. So it relates to what you eat, but also the amount that you eat. So the more that you eat, the more significant the increase in blood sugar. And insulin works the same way. It is dose dependent. The more the sugar is there to hit your bloodstream, the more you see an increase in the insulin response. Insulin puts your body into storage mode, right? Because insulin is the usher that removes sugar from your bloodstream and either guides it to your cells to be used immediately for energy or to your muscle tissue where it is stored or to your liver or to your adipose tissue or your body fat right? If you have a moderate or a slight increase in blood sugar, then you have a moderate or slight increase in insulin, a moderate or slight insulin response, right? And that means that you are in storage mode for a little bit of time, 
you bounce back pretty quickly and you return to that potential fat burning state. On the other hand, if you have a significant increase in blood sugar because you've done the cookies, because you've done the wine, you've had your little bender moment, when you create that significant blood sugar reaction, you have a significant insulin reaction. And when you have that significant insulin reaction, you are more significantly in storage mode for a longer amount of time. You eliminate your fat burning potential for longer. It's not rational to think that that ends just because you went to bed and woke up the next day. It is not about the time of day or how many hours it has been since you were sleeping, but rather how significantly you increased your blood sugar, how significant the increase in insulin was, right? How much of a, of a storage mode you put yourself in and how efficiently insulin is able to bring you back to that fat-burning potential place. Now, here's the other thing to consider. For those of us who have a history of yo-yo dieting, for those of us who are experiencing hormonal imbalances, for those of us who are overweight, we just aren't as responsive to insulin. We are not as good at clearing the sugar from the blood, at completing that storage process so it takes more time to get back to that fat burning potential. When you are in a position where you've been a yo-yo diet or you have hormonal imbalances or you are overweight or all of the above, you're not that metabolically efficient athlete who can bounce back very quickly. That's just not the situation. It is sort of a slow uphill battle for your body, for your metabolism to bounce back from that overconsumption. Now, here's the other thing. Let's say you do this whole overindulgence thing and then you go to bed, right? And it's going to take your body, especially with the more hormonal imbalance there is, especially with the more severe or significant the overeating is, it takes a good long while to bring your body back to the place where you have the potential to burn fat. But then what happens when you wake up in the morning? You eat again. And so even if you get back to this place where you can bounce back, you eat again so you're putting yourself back into storage mode. Now this is not an argument that you should not eat. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just that we need to understand that when we binge, when we overeat, if we have this quote-unquote cheat day, we are putting ourselves in an extreme storage mode, storage mode times 10 or times 20 or times 30, but then we go right back to a normal pattern of eating and putting the body back in storage mode. So it is not as simple as saying, oh, well, metabolic reset because the sun rose. No, 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 no. The other thing is the physiological consequences of this blood sugar spike and insulin reaction. In short, you are going to experience more hunger, 
more fatigue and more cravings after overeating, after binging. This is just your body's natural physiological response to the blood sugar fluctuation. This is why so many people have great intentions when they make a promise to themselves that, yeah, I'm going to totally go overboard now to get it out of my system, but I'm going to be back on track tomorrow. And then they find themselves justifying cookies for breakfast. That is why so many people find abstaining easier than trying to be moderate, right? Because, yeah, willpower is a part of that, but physiology, the body's response to these blood sugar fluctuations, these extremes that come from overeating or binging, it sets us up to have less energy, to have more hunger, to have more cravings. What happens is as your blood sugar drops after that spike you created by overeating or binging, your body gets kind of alarmed because of the severity of the change. Your body reacts by saying, wait a second here, blood sugar was just really high, now it's dropping really, really fast. The deviation is so significant that the body wants to get to a middle ground. So at the bottom of that roller coaster, it was really high and now it's dropping fast, your body will respond with hunger, with cravings, with lower energy. The other thing that I alluded to at the start is that the reality of the situation is when you binge, when you overeat, even though we've convinced ourselves that the next day is a fresh start, the hormonal consequences, the metabolic consequences of storage mode, the blood sugar fluctuations, the insulin response, it suppresses fat oxidation. It suppresses fat burning. Fat oxidation means burning fat. When we overeat, when we binge, when we have this cheat day moment, we suppress our body's ability to burn fat for days. Seriously, about 48 hours, we have impaired our body's ability to burn fat. So you have to ask yourself, was it worth it? More often than not, I would say, probably not. The other thing we need to keep in mind is, where does all of that excess go? I know we've convinced ourselves that the next day it's just a blank slate and we can start over, but the reality is your body has to do something with all that stuff you ate. Chances are when you overeat, you're lounging around on the couch, right? You're not passing down Pop-Tarts. You're not having six or seven different treats while you have a 60-mile bike ride. You're sitting on the couch. So your body doesn't have a need for all that stuff. It must store it. It's not like you are overeating while you are highly active on your 60-mile bike ride or your 20-mile jog or whatever else. You don't need that energy, and so your body must store it. And we have options for that storage. Your body has a process to follow to make sure that it finds a place to put all of the extra stuff. I've done an episode on carbohydrate spillover that I will link to in the show notes if you want to understand the science behind what physically happens when we overeat uh, from a from a where does it go standpoint. This is looking at a lot of the overarching um, response to that, but I will link to the specifics of what happens when you consume more carbohydrate than your body needs. 
In short, it has to be stored. And we talked about those options in the carb spillover episode. The first target is your muscle glycogen, okay? So that next workout, if you are somebody who is working out, sorry to break it to you, after a binge or emotionally eating or overdoing it, going overboard, having a cheat day, whatever you want to call it, you're very unlikely to be burning fat. You now have plenty of muscle glycogen, sugar stored in the muscle, to use during that workout. So you have significantly impacted your ability to burn fat the next day, whether it's the next day at work or the next day at the gym, and maybe even for multiple days, depending on how active you are, depending on how much you've had to eat. So whether we're talking about walking down the street or walking up the stairs or jogging or a traditional gym workout, those Pop-Tarts, those Cheetos, they are what is fueling your next workout. So when we overeat, that storage sets you up to be a sugar burner for days, not a fat burner. Of course, it begs the question, what do you do? right? What do you do? It seems like a huge feat to just say, oh, well, now that I understand that, I'll just stop overeating. I understand that that's realistically not the response that most people are going to take. The first recommendation I have is don't panic. It is not the end of the world if you binge or go overboard with food. I just want you to understand that your body does not miraculously reset just because it is a new day. Keep in mind that any degree of improvement represents improvement, and your goal is progress, not perfection. Please do not be dramatic about this and act as if it's the end of the world. I assure you, it is not the end of the world. And once it's done, overeating, binging, cheat day, whatever, once it's done, it's done. Getting all emotional and frantic about the choice that you made that you can't unmake is counterproductive. So let's talk with some ideas Let's talk with some ideas. I don't think the ideas are going to talk back. Let's talk about some ideas about what you can do before you binge, before you overeat, before you talk yourself into, say, a cheat day. Ask yourself, is it worth it? Ask yourself to identify the physical consequences of this choice. Is it worth it physically? Is it worth it emotionally? What are the metabolic consequences and is it worth it? Is this food that I am considering having, is it novel? Is it anything new or special? Probably not. Is it going to give me more than it will take from me? The other thing to consider is, can I delay this choice for an hour or a day? Do I have the power right now to say, not right now, that doesn't mean I'll never overeat again, but do I have the power to say, I can put this off right now. I'm okay. I don't need to overeat right now. Another thing to keep in mind is what represents a degree of improvement? I know for me, when I used to binge, I would buy everything I might buy. I wanted something chocolate. I wanted something chewy, something sweet, something creamy, something crunchy, something salty, I went overboard every single time. The improvement for me was, what do I want most? 
If I have to pick one thing, what is the one thing I want the most instead of picking the seven things I might want? Go for a degree of improvement. The other thing is to treat the situation with respect. Instead of hiding, sneaking, eating out of desk drawers, eating out of your car, being sneaky, sit down, pay attention to the food, and savor each bite. As you are eating, ask yourself, don't just tune out of the moment, ask yourself, am I enjoying this? Is it amazing? Is it delicious? Is it worth it? Am I satisfied? Am I nearing the point where I'm likely to feel sick? And am I just continuing to eat because I feel like I need to get it out of my system and it's all here so I might as well stuff myself stupid? Is that logical? Does that work for me? Is it worth feeling sick? Or would I feel better if I just decide that I'm done now? What do we do afterwards? Let's say we've gone totally overboard, we're disappointed, what do we do? First and foremost, don't get dramatic and emotional. It doesn't help. Control Z is one of my favorite keystroke shortcuts for undo, but you cannot uneat whatever you've eaten, so stop being dramatic. You made the choice. I get that you feel upset about it. Either don't do it again, or at a minimum, stop fixating on how bad you feel, how guilty you feel, because it's not helping and you're manufacturing unnecessary stress and drama. Take radical personal responsibility. Be objective, not dramatic. I did it. It's done. What now? Slowing down your mind is such a huge part of this. Instead of going into this negative vortex of, oh my God, why did I do that? I feel so awful. Why can't I stop? Blah, blah, blah. Enough. You made the choice. Take a deep breath. It's over. What can you do now? Another thing is move your body. Go for a long, slow walk or do an interval workout. Decide that you've got plenty of extra fuel in your body now, so go crush some heavier than normal weights or a higher intensity level than you normally bring. I know for me, if I like have a cupcake or several cupcakes, I go into my workout saying, today's effort is brought to you by Red Velvet Cupcakes, and I imagine myself crushing the workout because I know that I've got extra muscle glycogen that's going to help me be stronger and faster. Lastly, I want you to watch out for additional hunger because it's likely false. It is likely induced by the blood sugar fluctuations. Remind yourself that you probably don't need as much as you normally do because you gave your body more energy than it possibly needed very recently. So as you make food choices, it's okay to keep it a little lighter. You certainly don't need extra carbohydrates. If you're used to having sweet potato or rice or dinner, you probably don't need it after overeating, after going overboard and stay really mindful of how crappy it feels to make those choices so that you remember it next time and next time you make a decision that represents an improvement for you. All right, I wanna wrap up and remind you guys to save the date for November, the first ever, I'm so excited, Primal Potential live in-person event. 
It is going to be, we'll have a cocktail reception on Thursday, November the 3rd, and then we will be together all day, November the 4th and November the 5th, downtown Nashville, Tennessee. We are going to eat together, laugh together, never be the same. This is about a weekend that changes your life, not that just motivates and inspires you, blah, blah, we can do that on the podcast, but really changes the trajectory of your life in a very powerful way. So I hope you will put that date on your calendar. You can go to primalpotential.com slash save dash the dash date. And that way you will be on the list to be one of the first people to hear the details of what is coming up next and how you can get your tickets here in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. It is going to be a small group, but it is going to be a powerful group. I cannot wait. All right. What I ate yesterday Cold brew coffee in the morning before my workout. Grady's is my favorite brand because I can brew it at home and I think it's tasty and it's affordable. Then I had unsweetened hormone-free Greek yogurt after my workout. Um, Late lunch was, or sort of middle of the day-ish meal, uh, because I guess I would call my my yogurt sort of an early lunch. So I had a steak salad with avocado and then a small dinner, a couple pieces of leftover cauliflower pizza. So I made pizza crust with cauliflower and egg and some coconut flour. And then just the topping was a marinara sauce and some cheese and some veggies. Super delicious. Hope you guys found this episode helpful. Keep in mind that just because the sun rises in a new day doesn't mean that metabolically you are at a blank slate and back to fat burning mode. Chances are that is not the case. Talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas.